This is Big F and Joe, and you're listening to the Memphis Continental Wrestling Podcast. Without Memphis, there would be no hardcore, and obviously we all know where that leads. Live your best life, die your best death. This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. You know, I've been in this industry for a long, long time. And you know, I got my start right there in Memphis, Tennessee. So what better person than to give a little intro to the only podcast in the UK that specifically talks about Memphis wrestling. That's right. We're talking about Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Folks, sit back, grab you a cup of hot tea. Hope you enjoy it. Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Got a doggone good-looking show lined up. This is the future, baby, and Jimmy Hart's here. You're not in the same caliber as I am. Who's the greatest wrestler in the world and why am I? You're acting like a hoodlum now. Come on, quit it! Hello again wrestling fans and welcome to the studios of the Old Bakery as we get ready to give you another exciting week here at the UK's number one and only Memphis Wrestling Podcast. We are the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. I am as always your host Mr Luke Jennings. Please do not forget to follow us on Twitter at MemphisCast and don't forget to subscribe to us here on our home, the Place to Be Wrestling Network, home of great shows such as NWA Saturday Special, PTBN's Main Event, Nation Invasion, Highway to the Impact Zone, Hamburg All-Stars, Monday Night Project and many, many other great shows brought to you on a near daily basis. You can follow the network on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling and coming very soon we are going to be joining a second home. We're staying on the Place to Be Wrestling Network, do not threat, but on the 25th of November we will be joining the Wrestle Copia Network, home of the hard-working Ray Russell, who brings you great shows like the Wrestling Memory Grenade, covering WWF. He's uh, currently uh, at the end of 1987, heading in towards 1988. He also has the Regional Wrestling Show, where Ray and his co-hosts talk the territories, be it Jamie Ward in 1981 Georgia, or Roman Gomez and 1986 UWF, they have you covered. So from the 25th of November, we will be joining them. You can follow them on Twitter at Russell Coopier. And don't forget our sister network, the Nation, sorry, the North-South Connection, available on all good podcast suppliers and home of great shows such as New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Alicat Wakiti, Extreme Freeway Dance, Cronoso, and many, many other great shows brought to you on a near daily basis. You can follow those guys on Twitter at NoSoPod network you can also follow north south connection on youtube just search north south connection on youtube where you will find us youtube.com forward slash at memphis cast allows you to watch the show today you can also watch some other stuff we've got on there also pro wrestling tees.com forward slash at so forward slash memphis cast pro wrestling tees forward slash memphis cast bit of merchandise over there if you'd like to support the show anyhow any way you can visit when it was cool.com for podcasts, articles, and much more on retro pop culture, comics, wrestling, movies, TV, toys, history, and more. This week we are covering the 5th to the 12th, sorry, the 5th and the 12th of November 1983. Last week we covered the 29th of October, where we saw history being made, Halloween build up, Monday night build up, as well as some more of the great awesomeness from the Memphis Territory. Before we head down to the ringside, just a quick update from the 25th of November. We will be in 1984. So we've got this week, we've got the 5th to the 12th. Next week, we've got the 19th of November. 
and the 17th of December. There's a huge, there's no footage in between there. Um, the 18th of November, we will be covering the 24th and the 31st. Uh, and then on the 25th, we will be the 7th and the 14th of January. And then from the 2nd of November, it looks like we're going to be um, doing, a, a, we're going to go back to doing a show a week, which is going to be great stuff because we've got a lot of um, interesting talent coming in and out of the territory uh, that time. But before we head down the ringside to see what we've got happening on the first show, let's just take you around the rest of the wrestling world. On the 31st of October 1983, NWA World Heavyweight Champion Harley Race defeats Ted DiBiase in Wakamatsu, Japan. Also on that day, the Assassins defeat Ken Raper and Rob Reed to regain the CWA Tag Team titles in the Mid-South Coliseum. They then battle the Fabulous Ones to a no contest. As a result, the titles are held up. I would imagine we'll probably see some more uh, a build around that this coming week. On the 1st of November 1983, WWF Intercontinental Champion Don Morocco defeats WWF Champion Bob Backlund by countout in Buffalo, New York. The 3rd of November, New Japan Pro Wrestling holds a show in the Sumo Hall, drawing 13,000 people. And they see Gran Hamada defeating Black Cat, Big John Studd and Stephen Wright defeating Ryumi Go and Osami Kido, Kuniyaki Kobayashi and Isamu Hiranashi defeat Kazuyu Yamazaki and Nobuhuku Takidi, Takuda, Takada, that's better. <laughs> Paul Orndorff defeats Masanobu Kurushi. The Cobra pinned Davey Boy Smith to win the vacant NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship. Animal Hamaguchi defeats Suji Sakaguchi via disqualification. Riki Chosu defeats Akira Akira Maeda. WF Intercontinental international champion Tatsumi Fujinami battled Killer Khan to a double countout and Tonya Inoki defeats Yoshiyaki Yatsu. I'm getting better at these pronunciations, getting a bit better. <sighs> just be better if I could speak English, not just Japanese. Uh, 4th of November 1983, 18,500 fans see an AWA card in Rosemont, Illinois. Jim Bronzel won a 20-man battle royal. Hulk Hogan and the High Flyers defeat Kempatera, Jerry Blackwell, and Sheik Adnan Al-Kaisi. Baron Van Rushke defeats David Schultz via disqualification. Blackjack Lanza defeats Bobby Heenan. Billy Robinson defeats Bill Hoyt. Superstar Billy Graham defeated Rick Martel. Brad Rankins defeats Chris Markoff. World Class Championship Wrestling have a TV taping in the Sportatorium, Dallas, Texas. Kevin and Kerry Von Erich defeat the Freebirds by disqualification in a country whipping match. Chris Adams defeats Buddy Roberts. Iceman Parsons defeats Tonga John. Chris Adams and Johnny Mantel defeat Buddy Roberts and Jimmy Garvin. Jose Lothario defeats Tonga John. What the fuck? Super Destroyer defeated Iceman Parsons. Super Destroyer 2 defeats Mike Reed. Also... On the 4th, in St. Louis, Missouri, NWA Missouri champion David Von Erich pins Ric Flair. Dick the Bruiser defeats Scott Ferris. Barry Windham defeats Killer Carl Cooper. King Kong Bundy defeats the Mongol. Velvet McIntyre and Penny Mitchell defeat Lalani Kai and Peggy Lee. Buck Robley defeats Doug Summers. Ron Ritchie defeats Roger Kirby. Bulldog Bob Brown and Angela Musker Jr. defeats Scott Ferris and Sheik Abdullah. And then finally, on the 5th, of November, Dusty Rhodes and Blackjack Mulligan defeat the Zambui Express to win the United States Tag Team titles in Lakeland, Florida. And the WWF holds a show in the Baston Garden. 
10,676 witnessed Salvatore Belomo defeating Rudy Diamond, Charlie Fulton defeating Bob Bradley, Rene Goulette defeating Butcher for Sean, The Iron Sheik defeats Chief Jay Strongbow, Mr. Fuji and Tiger Chung Lee defeat SD Jones and Sweet Hansen, WWF Champion Bob Backlund wrestled the Masked Superstar to a double countout, Tony Guerrero defeats Donka Noodle, Rocky Johnson defeats George Steele, and the main event Jimmy Snooker and the Invaders, Jeez, what a tag team, holy shit, defeat the World Samoans, that being Afa, Sika and Samula. So we will be back to see what's happened the following week in a little while. But without further ado, let's head down to ringside as we cover the 5th of November 1983 in part 1 of the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 129. Peace and joy. Russian, nobody wants to fight him, baby, because he is rough. Come here, baby, tell him. Well, you hit him from behind. the answer that American people be waiting for a long time. I'm the super human being. Nobody wanna wrestle me because nobody can beat me. Everybody's afraid of me. American people, American wrestlers are very weak. They don't know how to fight. They just play with the computers. Where I come from, we walk for a living with our arms. Huh? Jimmy Hart brought me here for one reason, to destroy everybody here. Destroy everybody in Tennessee, in the South. That's what I'm here for. You understand? Nobody wants to wrestle the Russian invader because the Russian invader cannot be beat. The greatest professional athlete in the world today, baby. Come on, Russian. Bring them all out, baby. We'll fight them all. Come on, Russian. The Russian invader led by president of the first family, Jimmy Hart. He's rugged, no doubt about it. He just won that match in 53 seconds. We're going to take time out. we got a lot more to go. We'll be back with it in just a minute. An important match coming up, U.S. Junior Heavyweight title match. Tommy Rogers brought the title into the area. Doesn't look like Lance is here for this episode. Dave's uh, doing a lot more work. Holding the microphone. And there you see Tommy Rogers, the current holder of the uh, U.S. Junior Heavyweight Title belt. Tommy, come on over. Welcome. His uh, opponent, your opponent uh, in this match for this belt, is going to be none other than uh, the superstar, Bill Dundee, in the match coming up. And I, I know uh, you've had some rugged competition for this belt, and uh, Bill Dundee is no exception. He's rugged competition. That's right, Dave. He is rugged competition. You know, the man, I can't take nothing away from him. He's a tough individual. He's held a lot of titles. He's held the Southern titles. He's held tag titles. He's held all kinds of titles. I can't take nothing away from the man. And I'd have to say, you know, Bill, you are a tough individual, but when I get in that ring, I'm going to be fighting as hard as I can, brother. And I hope you're going to do the same, and I'd like to wish you the best of luck. All right. Very good, Bill. Okay, Tommy. All right. Now, just, just, you, you remind me of a guy that, you remind me of Jerry Lawler. You come out here and you say one thing, and you're really thinking something else. You're standing here wishing me a lot of luck, and what's really going through your little evil mind, you're saying, how can I beat him? He's had every title there is. He's even been the CWA World's Champion. How can I beat him? That's what you're thinking, but you're standing out here saying, I wish you lots of luck. So all them little girls out there said, oh, ain't he real cute? Well, brother, you just keep your luck, Jack, because I'm going to take that belt. Well, <laughs> Billy, I don't know, Tommy. Oh, wait a minute, Bill. Now, you don't think I truly mean that I wish you a lot of luck. 
Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying, brother. That's exactly what I'm saying. What you want to do, you want to hang on to that little belt, but you're not going to daddy because I can beat you. Hold on, Bill. I don't know what horse you got on, brother, but I do mean I wish you a lot of luck. I'm going to get in that ring and I'm going to fight, you know, the best I can. And I hope you do the same and I'm wishing you a lot of luck. I don't care what you say out here as far as you don't think I'm saying that. I don't know if you're calling me a liar or what, but... Well, I'll tell you what we'll do, Tommy. We'll just cut a long story short. If you just turn around, there's a thing there that's called a ring. We can climb up it right now and I'll just take the belt right now and I'll save you an awful lot of embarrassment because I'd like to show all them folks out there that he's looking at the true champion, Billy Dundee. You know, Bill, I come out here. I, I come out here as a gentleman to give an interview. I didn't come out here to wrestle or, or to fight or whatever you want to do. I'm gonna wait till we get in that ring, and there ain't nothing you can do that's gonna make me get in that ring right now or right out here on this floor. Oh, there ain't, you mean what you're telling me right now is punk? You ain't gonna fight. There ain't nothing I can do to make you fight. Well, how about that? That make you fight, Daddy? Come on now, Bill. Ah, come on. Matt, well, Dave, you know, Dave, I can I can understand, you know, where Bill. You know, I don't know where he comes from, Australia or something like that. Maybe the people like that are, are, are oh, over there now, or that now, way. Now, now, let me tell you something, Bill. Now, now, it's all American and Australian now. Now you're going to get a little bit of racial. Well, we'll fight. fight. Come on. Well, the match has been signed. Well, that make you get up in that way, Jack. Like I just said, Bill, I'm more of a man than you are. When my daddy, where I come from, where I was, I was raised, my daddy had a little saying. Let me, let me tell you a little saying here, brother. You know, violence is a tool of the ignorant, if you can figure that one out. Well, I can figure it out, but I'm going to fight for the match. We'll fight right now, Daddy. Come on, let's just get up in the ring now, brother. Don't worry, your daddy ain't here now. Dundee slapping Tommy Rogers twice. Here comes Jerry Lawler now. Sticking up for... Uh, Come on. Tommy Rogers pushes Jerry Lawler aside. and Now... Tommy Rogers and Bill Dundee rolling around on the studio floor now, going fist to fire. Bill Dundee slapped and uh, Tommy Rogers a couple of times trying to egg him on. Oh, both men spilling over now. Rolling around still. Bill Dundee in his wrestling gear. Tommy Rogers in his plain clothes. Lawler trying to break it up now. Holy moly. These two are going out at hammer and tongs. Lawler now drags Dundee off. Oh, Tommy Rogers comes flying at him. Oh, careful, mind that little stagey bit. Jerry Lawler trying to get some help from somebody. Jesus Christ, these two are going at it. Here come some uh, guys. Here comes some of the. Here comes Dutch Mantel and a few other guys. Carl Fergie there. Jesse Owens. Jerry Calhoun finally pulling uh, Rogers and Dundee apart. Bobby Heaton just comes strolling in. Dundee's set loose. Oh, Dundee attacking the people that are trying to restrain him. He's got a chair now. The feisty Australian with a chair. Eight guys out here trying to pull these two apart. We got chairs now. Come on, guys. We can get him out of here. Maybe you get Dundee out. These two are set to face this upcoming Monday in the Mid-South Coliseum. I'd like to say thank Jerry for coming out here. But I don't need nobody to fight my battles, brother. Oh, go again. Dundee come launching at Tommy Rogers. <laughs> Good God. About to tip over the uh, commentary station here. Good job Lance in here. Pat Hutchinson. Come on, hold it, hold it. Come on. 
got some fish you want. Come on. Come on. Come on. I think we got him out of here. Guys, thanks for uh, thanks for your help. Just a reminder, this is TV Studio Wrestling. There are there are police officials. There are security men, police officials, whatever you want to call them, in the crowd. They do fuck all. I hardly blame him. Tommy Rogers. Well, if we can get things settled down here just a little bit, I think uh, we'll just get this next match underway. As uh, Dutch Mantel was out here helping out, he's going to be back. Let's see if we can get him back here and get the match started. Ooh. Well, waiting for the opponents in this single match here. After uh, what just happened. You know, I feel great today. You know, this is probably the greatest day of my life. But after all, every day is a great day for Jimmy Hart and the First Family. These are my Southern Heavyweight Champions, the Bruce Brothers. Big, bad, rough, and tough of 50 in the USA. You know why I'm so happy today? Why don't you ask me? Why are you so happy? I thought happy? you'd never ask me, but I'm going to tell you. Because you know what? Everybody cries. Everybody everybody runs to the promoter. Everybody wants matches with the Bruise Brothers now. And especially the Rock and Roll Express. Can you believe the Rock and Roll Express? They went crying to Eddie Marlon Dream. You know what they said? Oh, Eddie called me. He said, you know, the Rock and Roll Express have been over here crying to me, saying that, that they never have a chance for a title shot. That they, they're a great new young team, and they want their opportunity. Well, you want an opportunity, we're going to give you one. But I think it's like Billy Dundee said a couple of weeks ago. He said the guys are wet behind the ears, man. They should be out in the audience buying a ticket to see us superstars. Right, Dreamboat? That's right, baby. So everybody's Woo! crying. Balling, squalling, climbing the wall. Old times, you believe? Cry, Punky Martin. Cry, Robert Gibson. But you're not you're going to get a title shot, but you're not going to get these belts, baby. Because these belts in China are just about the same difference. You understand what I'm saying? Woo! Graveyard, this is just a tombstone mine. A big white mother son that don't mind dying. We got the belts, baby. And we're going to keep them. You understand what I'm saying? Young and and full of juice. What do you think about it? Everybody's crying. Memphis, Tennessee, oh. Monday night. We're going to drop them, baby, just like we dropped Coco and Tommy Rogers last week, baby. We're going to drop you, Rock and Roll Express. You better be rocking, baby, because you're also going to be rolling. That's right, baby. Bruise Brothers, Southern Heavyweight Champions. Southern, let's go, baby. Come on. Bruise Brothers is going to have the belts on the line. Look at these stupid people over there. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Come on, let's go, baby. Belts will be on the line against... The Rock and Roll Express come Monday night. You know, last week, uh, Jerry Lawler was out here and uh, had an announcement to make. And uh, the announcement he made at that time was uh, the fact that he and, uh, and Bill Dundee were not getting along, and he, he didn't see any prospects of them really getting along uh, enough for a match, so he made the announcement that, uh, that they were not going to wrestle together. And today you have another announcement to make. Well, yeah, you know, as, uh, as you said, I did come out here and talk about Bill last week, and I think he showed us true colors here today. I don't think there's anybody that's going to be able to get along with Bill Dundee because he's, uh, he hadn't changed a bit. You know, he's still the Bill Dundee he was when uh, we ran him out of here before. But I, I do want to... Uh, take just a minute of time here to talk about, uh, as you say, another announcement. This, this is something that happened to me this week, and uh, it's totally removed from what is going on today, or it really doesn't have anything to do with uh, the matches or anything like that. It's just that, uh, well, it was Thursday that I found out about it, and I talked to you before the show a yeah. little bit. Um, after all of the stuff that went on in the past, uh, over the past year, a little more than a year, I had thought that this was all settled and all forgotten and everything was... Uh, uh, over with, but I find out 
Thursday, I get some correspondence from a lawyer that I'm finally being su sued by Andy Kaufman. Goodness. So, uh, yeah, that's, that, was, that was my response exactly. You know, I get, I get this and... Uh, after, after all, you know, after everything that transpired, he came in here, he tried to wrestle, uh, he got slapped on the David Letterman show and all of this stuff. I expected a lawsuit then, but uh, apparently he was, he was really upset over the fact that, uh, you know, he sent in these so-called little helpful hints for all the people here in the Mid-South and in Memphis uh, telling everybody, you know, uh, how to improve their lives and their personal hygiene habits and that sort of thing. And as you remember, I came out and smashed his tape, yes, and, I, and I believe that's what, uh, that was this, maybe the straw that broke the camel's back. So anyway, you know, it's just for what it's worth, I just want to let everybody know because I don't know if it'll be the papers or whatever, but anyway, I am being sued by Andy Kaufman. All I want to do is if somebody can get the word Andy Kaufman, we got some great attorneys right here in Memphis, and uh, I would rather, I would rather handle it another way, but if that's the way he wants to do it in the courts or whatever, I got a man named Ralph Holt that can, that can do a number on any of his Hollywood attorneys, so if it's going to be in court, if I have to fight Andy Kaufman, then that's the way it's going to be, and I just want to let you know okay, about it. Okay, Jerry, no yeah, deal, well, yeah. we, we appreciate you letting us know about it okay. uh, right here first. We, we do have an interview from Kaufman that I want to show, and then maybe we can get in touch with him here. I don't want to, I don't want to see it. Okay, okay. I, I can understand, Jerry. But as Jerry said, you know, he, he smashed the tape after all those uh, hygiene tips that Kaufman had. And, and here's an interview that, uh, that uh, Kaufman recorded. Before Let's take a look begin, at it. I just want to say I've gotten some... Uh, the manager of the station has told me that uh, some of you have been giving him some complaints about my helpful hints. He has received complaints about my helpful hints. Let me tell you something, people. Okay? I don't have to be doing this. I could be out making movies... TV shows, radio, Broadway plays. I could be doing so many things. And I have chosen to spend this time, my valuable time, in making these little lessons for you. And this is to help you, okay? Now, I've bought this time with my own money. I've taken money out of my pocket. I could be out making money, but I've taken the money out of my pocket so that I could buy time on this program. And I can help you. This is just to help you. And you don't even appreciate it. Just goes to show you, you try and do something nice for people and they don't even appreciate it. It's just a shame that a few of you have to spoil it for the lot. All right, uh, and on the phone with me right now, after you have just heard his comments uh, about the, uh, the tape tips that he sent in, is Andy Kaufman. Andy, uh, are you there and can you hear me? Yes, I am. Uh, you, you have, uh, Jerry Lawler has just been out uh, a few moments ago, and he tells us that uh, he received correspondence from some of your attorneys last Thursday. That's right. And you're suing him. Now, why, why now? That why? is right. Look, I spent a lot of time and money on those tapes, and I don't appreciate him taking them away. Let me just tell you something, Dave. Okay, this all started a long, long time ago. Okay, I mean, I'm talking about a couple of years ago, and I, my lawyers and my manager, they all told me that I should sue the guy, okay? They said, Andy, you have such a good case. He went in the ring, he pushed you around. This is, I'm talking about way, way when I first came down there, okay? Well, right. I said, I don't want to sue him. I want to be a man about this. I want to be a gentleman about it, okay? So I don't want to sue. I want to handle it like a man. I want to handle it myself. So I went down there, and I agreed to wrestle him, okay? We went in the Coliseum, we wrestled, and what do I know? I could have handled him. I could have handled him great. I could have beat the guy to a pup. But he used an illegal hold on me and pile drove me into the canvas, and he hurt my neck, okay? Now, he, he used that illegal hold. I was the winner of the match because he was, he was uh, disqualified because it was an illegal hold, okay? Well, what do 
I know, a few months later, we're on the David Letterman show. Not only did he hurt my neck in the ring, but on the David Letterman show, the man threw me across the face, okay, in front of millions of my fans, humiliating me. All right? Now, now, not only does he do that, but then, a few months ago, I'm down there, and the man throws fire at my face, and he disfigured me. He burned me. Okay, now, I couldn't do any of my movies. I was supposed to do a lot of big movies, okay? And I couldn't do any of them because he threw fire at my face. Why do you think Taxi was canceled? Why do you think Taxi was canceled? Well, why was it? It was canceled because I couldn't show up because my face was burned. I couldn't show up for them. I'm, I'm the star of the show. They can't do the show without me. I had to, I, they had to cancel the show. Okay? All right, Andy. Now, look, then I made these series of tapes for the people of Memphis. That was my, my favor to the people of Memphis. I was going to teach them a little lessons in etiquette and hygiene. Okay? And then... Then I spent a lot of money and time on those tapes, a lot of my precious time. My time is worth a lot of money, my friend, okay? And I spent a lot of my money on those tapes. And I made those tapes, and I bought commercial time to show those tapes. And what do I find? Lawler stops the tapes. He stops the tapes, okay? He had no business stopping those tapes. And I'm so mad, I called my friend. I'm good friends with Muhammad Ali, okay? I called Muhammad Ali, and he took me into the gym. He started working out with me. He taught me how to box. This Lawler might think he's such a great wrestler, but when it comes to boxing, I, I, learned, a, I learned a game that Lawler has no knowledge about, and that is boxing. And I learned from the great champion, Muhammad Ali. So I learned how to box. And I have a mean right hook, let me tell you. I called up Eddie Marlin, and I said, well, Eddie, let me come down there and box Lawler, and I'll punch his lights out. I'll punch him to a pulp. And Eddie said, no, Andy, see, you signed an agreement that said you could never step in another wrestling ring again. That's right. So if you come down here, Lawler's going to sue you. So he said I couldn't come down. So what choice do I have? What choice do I have? I've got to sue the guy. If I'm not allowed to come down there and fight him, I'd love to punch his lights out. But I, don't, I have no choice. He'll sue me. So I'm suing him back. I'm just going to have to take him in court. Yeah. Well, I, I hear what you're saying, Andy, and I, I, I guess I understand your logic. Here is Jerry Lawler. I'm going to let you talk to uh, Jerry Lawler right now. No. Don't, don't hang no. up, Kaufman. You little... Let me tell you something else. Uh, Dave? Dave? Let me tell you something, Kaufman. Let me tell you, you big mouth. Let me tell you something. You little stinking, slimy wimp. That's all you are. And you stand out here, you're going to try to tell the people that you called Eddie Marlin and you asked to come down here and get back in the ring with me and he refused. That is nothing but a low-life lie. Anytime you want to come back to Memphis, anytime I can get my hands around your stinking little skinny neck, I would love it. So if you want to just, uh, if you want to come back... And, and he's trying to tell somebody that Muhammad Ali taught you to box. That's right. The only thing you could box would be apples and oranges. If you want to come back to this ring, if you want to come back to Memphis, come on, brother. The welcome mat is out because, because I would love to get my hands around your little pencil yeah. neck. Someone, let me tell you something. A few weeks ago, I was in Memphis. You didn't know it, did you? Hello? Hello, you know what? What are you, you talking about? Do you remember, you remember Hart's Chicken? Hey, baby, you remember that Hart's Chicken? I was just as, as hard as a chicken, man. I stopped you from winning the Southern title. You idiot. You stupid. You're stupider than I thought. You're telling me that was you in the in that Hart... That was me in the chicken outfit, Lawler. You haven't seen the last of me, Lawler. You well, let me, Leo, let me tell you something. You should you? stay in that outfit because that's exactly what you are. Nothing but a lousy chicken. If you want to come back here, Kaufman, as I said... The welcome mat is out, brother. You're welcome any time because I'd like nothing more than to get my hands on you, you stinking wimp. Sue me, man. I can't come down there and the kind of guy you are. You'd sue me. You'd sue me for everything I got. So I can't do that, see? 
Andy, he's uh, the Lawler is gone. He has walked out of here, and uh, you heard what him a, say, "What a wimp! What a chicken! What a slimy mimp!" Uh, come he's on. Nothing but a mimp. I think he should go back and play on the fields and the farms. But let me tell you something: there's going to be a lawsuit when I'm through with him. He's going to lose everything he ever owned. Andy, you heard him say, "You're welcome back here anytime." Uh, there's going to be one match, pal. No, I can't go back there because I signed the paper. See, he won't let me. He'll sue me if I come back there. But let me tell you, if I was to come back there, I'd box his lights out because I've been chained by the great Muhammad Ali. And I know how to do it. I'm knocking out. I'm knocking out. You've been never Andy, uh, all I can do is repeat what he said. He said he'd love to get you back here in the ring. Yeah, well, that'll be fine. I'd love to get him back, but as I'm not going to come back because I don't want to get myself sued, so I'll just see him in court, pal. I will see him in court. I'm going to you. I'm going to show up. I'm going to stop show up. I'm going to see you. I'm going to see you in court. I'm going to see you in court. I'm going to knock you the rest of me. You Take a break. Let's take a break right now. Match even started. Bill Dundee came out into the wrestling arena. Here's what happened in that one. Hey, Jerry Lawler! I told you Saturday I was booked to wrestle in this match, and I'm wrestling. You're the one that chickened out, so you get your little fanny back to the back, Daddy. Well, you just get Eddie Marlin back out of here, and I'll tell you how we'll settle this. You're the one that chickened out, brother. Now, if you want, I'll wrestle you right now, and the winner can stay and wrestle with Austin Idol and Dutch Mantel, because I got nothing against them, daddy. Oh, yeah. Believe what the king's going to tell you, Idol. Hey, you wasn't here Saturday, son. Let me tell you the real story. I wanted to be your partner. He's the one that backed out, not me, daddy. No, I told you Saturday too, son. Bill Dundee, evidently you didn't listen too good Saturday night, Saturday morning, because I told you you could have the night off tonight. So you can just go right on back to the dressing room. Well, I'll tell you something. I was booked here. I signed a contract. I either wrestle tonight, wrestle Jerry Lawler or them goofs back there, or you pay me, Daddy. It doesn't make no never mind to me. If if money is all you're interested in, you'll get paid for your match. You can just go right on back to the dressing room. Well, why don't you just do it my way? Why don't you let me wrestle him for the winner of this match to be their partner? You go on back in the back, Bill. You're not going to wrestle anybody. Well, all I can say is things ain't changed since I've been gone and back, Daddy. Whatever Jerry Lawler wants, he gets... Well, Bill Dundee, with that uh, attitude problem that we have uh, seen here in recent weeks. I want to get uh, Jerry Lawler and Dutch Mantell out here. Let's talk a little bit about uh, that match and that uh, situation with, uh, and the match that is uh, coming up this Monday night, too. As uh, Austin Idol and Dutch Mantell and uh, Jerry Lawler will uh, again be partners in uh, the six-man tag team match, uh, which will be coming up down there. And uh, they will be going against the Moon Dogs and Man Mountain Link. That's that explosive tag team match. We have a tape for us. All right, let's. Uh, yeah. All right, I beg your pardon. I have uh, just. Uh, yeah, let's take a look at uh, the mat. The tape of the match. All right, we will. Uh, we will have that one for you right here. <laughs> 
So we're seeing a music video here of Austin Idol, Jerry Lord, that's been telegram against the Moon Dogs and Man Mountain Link. Six man tag. It's very clipped, it's very uh, music video ish, but it's, it looks like it's got absolute carnage. Moon Dogs well on the way on Jerry Lawler. Oh, that's my tail with a pure kick to the balls. Lots of uh, punching, lots of brawling here by the looks of it. Idol now in with a flurry of lefts and a big right down goes the Moon Dog. Man, Matt and Lincoln now working over Idol in the corner. Lawler now in. Oh. Jimmy Cornette looks like. Oh! Lawler goes headfirst at the commentation station. Lawler's probably now bleeding. Oh, a double bone to the throat. Flying punch to the head of Jerry Lawler. That's Jimmy Hart, looks like Jim Cornette on the outside. Moondog's now wailing away on Lawler. Knocked to the outside. Oh, into the big heavy table. Jerry Lawler's not had a lot of luck with that table in, uh, in history. Getting thrown on it by Joe LeDuc a few years ago, breaking his uh, leg. Jerry Lawler now drops the strap and he is pumped. Bam! Big right hand down goes to Moondog. Wanted the other Moondog on the outside. Wanted Man Matt and Link on the outside. Oh, Jerry Lawler just throwing haymakers at everyone that moves. Knocking his opponents flying to the ground. Here come Austin Idol and Dutch Mantel. All six men in. Paul Morton lost control. And fish drop by Lawler on Man Matt and Link. Goes for the cover. And Jerry Lawler picks up the victory. Looks like a very good uh, match there between these six individuals. The brawl has not stopped after the match. Lola now getting attacked by that big old bone of the Moondogs. As is Mantel, as is Idol. They may have lost the match, but they got their revenge afterwards. All right, that was the uh, six-man match with the Moondogs, Man Mountain Link, uh, Lawler, uh, Dutch Mantel, and Austin Idol. And jumped ahead of myself a little bit. Now I want to get uh, Jerry Lawler and Dutch Mantel to see you. They'll talk to us a little bit about that action and uh, the match coming up. Here they are right here. Dutchman, uh, I don't know where Idle is when he's not. I think he might be in Georgia. That's why he's not on television, because I think Georgia's TV was done on a Saturday. Because he's very rarely on television. So I'm not entirely sure where he is. I will try and have a look. Anywhere in the building, and as you saw on that tape, there was quite a bit of action outside of the ring, and there's going to be even more this week, but it's all going to be legal. So that's going to be just fine. If those moon dogs and that man mountain link want to get out, they want to run up in the stands. If they want to go up in the balcony, that's going to be great with us. And as I said, Austin Idol's got a few words that he wanted to say about this match, too. You know, I can remember when I first came into this area, not a whole lot of people really liked Austin Idol. I can remember when I would walk down that aisle at the Coliseum, people would stand up, all right, oh yeah, but they'd boo and they'd hiss and they'd jeer the idol. They'd throw things, popcorn cups, uh, Pepsi Cola cups. They'd, uh, they'd, some of them go as far as they want to spit on Austin Idol because they didn't like me. But there's one thing you've got to admit, Jackson, when I said I was going to do something, most of the time I would do it. A lot of times, darling, I knocked them off right here. You may not have liked it, darling, but you came to know it. It was true when I told you something. Now I'm telling you something now. There seems to be something that we have in common. Because I learned something since I've been back here in Memphis, Tennessee. You see, I know Memphis, Tennessee, there's only one thing they want here, Jack. They want a winner. Everybody wants a winner. Well, I've come to respect Memphis, Tennessee. But on the other side of the coin, I finally found out 
Memphis, Tennessee has learned and come to respect Austin Idol. Because when I say I'm going to do something, darling, most of the time I back it up. I sure give it 125%. I say I'm going to do something. I go all the way with it. Now, I told you before, it didn't make no difference whether you're black, white, green, or yellow, darling. If you want to get on the trip, come on out of the street and get on the trip, darling, because now is the right time. Now I'm talking about a six-man return match. I'm talking about two moon dogs that they want a reason to howl at the moon dollar. Me, Jerry Lawler, and Dutch Mantel, we'll give them all the reason in the world to howl. Big 350-pound link. I'll take a few links out of his chain dollar on Monday night. Now, Falls go anywhere in the building. Explosive match. We're talking about New Year's coming a little bit early Monday night. I'm talking about you can pin a man in the ring. You can pin him on the floor. You can pin him up in the bleachers. You can go out into the parking lot and pin him. But there's one thing for sure, darling. Pin him. Pin him we will. And I don't care what I have to use and you know that you know you see me pick up a chair and bash someone in the head you see me take a cane and wail on someone's noggin you see me take people and run them into a post Monday night darling I can't wait because I'm ready for it but I'm glad Austin Idol's ready for it because I'm ready for it too we're gonna have a knockdown drag out Texas dogfight and in the words of Austin Idol he told me one time you can fool some of the people some of the time, and you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all of the people all of the time, and he meant that, Jack. Show up, Moondogs. Link, we're going to show you what it's like to live in Memphis, baby. All right. Explosive match. No time limit. No disqualification. Falls count anywhere in the building. It's all coming up to Coliseum Monday night. We're going to be back. The Moondogs will be here on Championship Wrestling when we return. Here come the Moon Dogs. They're going to be involved in the uh, six-man match with their partner. Cut the music, baby. I don't want to hear any music today. You know what? This is great, man. I've just had a look, and I can't see where Tommy, uh, where Austin Idol was. So I'm not entirely sure why he's very rarely in person here. He, I think maybe once or twice we've seen him, but a lot of the time he's, um, you know, it's a sent-in tape, so I'm not entirely sure why. Petrified, he didn't even say anything, did he? Because Lauder, now I think you've gotten cold feet, hadn't you, King? You don't want the match now, do you, baby? And Austin Idol, last but not least, he was too scared to even come down. What did he do? He sent a taped interview in. Well, let me tell you something, baby. Nothing's going to save you this time because falls count anywhere. You know the people, they want to meet Lauder. You want to meet Lauder and these people? Well, good, because we're going to bring them right up in the audience to you. We're going to take Lauder way up on the top of that Coliseum and put him in your lap. We're going to take Dutch and put him all over the building, baby. And you too, Austin Idol. You know, he said something where when he first came here, the people didn't like him. Well, baby, you better look around because I don't think they like you now. This is the first family of professional wrestling. These are the Moondogs, the greatest team in the history of wrestling. And this is Man Mountain League. We will be ready, boys. Against you the Assassins in this one. So we're seeing footage now of the Assassins versus Robert Reed and Ken Raper, the defending CWA Tag Team Champions. Robert Reed, Butchunk's Black Boots, the Assassins wearing black singlets and yellow masks. Jerry Calhoun's our referee, Robert Reed getting thrown at the uh, other Assassin. He's now tagged in. Assassin now with a headbutt by the looks of it. Double team action now by the Assassins. Robert Reed is down and in trouble. Oh, head first at that top turnbuckle. 
Another assassin now in. Come through the ropes. Oh, clobber and shot to the back of Robert Reed. And Ken Raper's tin right. Ken Raper is in. Red singlet, white boots. Ken Raper comes through the ropes and is meet meet meeting meeting. He's face to face now with the assassin. <laughs> Getting the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> now kicked out of the ring. The other assassins now picks up Ken Raper on the outside. Oh, slams him on top of that hard table on the outside. Randy Hales and uh, Lance Russell had their uh, workplace disturbed. Excuse me, Ken Raper now in. Whipped. Back over by the assassin. Excuse me. Drinking a nice uh, caramel biscuit flavoured beer. The beer is from Aldi. The sneakers are from Tony. Okay, Robert Reed back in and double team manoeuvring by the assassins. Oh, huge power slam there by the assassin. One, two, three. Your winners and brand new CWA tag team champions, the assassins. Oh, Assassin's... Ah, oh, pile drive Ken Raper after the match. Absolute annihilate Reed and Raper after the match. Throwing Robert Reed hard to the outside. Ken Raper now one side. Oh, no, pile... Jesus Christ! Robert Reed pile driven on the concrete floor. Holy shit! Robert Reed taken away on a stretcher, holding his neck. Good God. But they did win the belts. The Assassin uh, won the uh, World Tag titles back. And they uh, had agreed that uh, they would have a match with the Fabulous Ones in which they would again put the belts up on the line. The Fabulous Ones wanting the return shot at the World Tag Team titles. And they got it. Stay in lane, Assassin number one. And back, Mitzvah Coliseum, Assassins versus the Fabs. Stand in the ring. What's going on there? What's he doing? Oh! Steve just got a uh, Steve just got a walking stick from an old lady in the crowd and smashed it over the assassin's head. Steve's now in the ring. Obviously, these matches are clipped. But Steve's in the ring, holding the assassin. Stan comes in. Stan on the second ribbon inside, and oh! Forearm smashed to the head of the assassin. Stan now goes outside, chases after Jimmy Hart, but he's met face to face with the other assassin, and now brawling on the outside. Stan escapes. Steve now in. Steve now with a half Nelson. Oh, is that Steve? Assassins just do the old switcheroo, basically in front of the referee. Oh, Stan, Stan's trying to get over the. You can't quite tell. Steve's in, but the referee didn't see. The referee didn't see. The referee didn't see. No, Jerry Calhoun does not allow. Jerry Calhoun does not allow. Assassin, no, no, stand. Oh, shot attack, both men go down. Oh, no, the referee's down, the referee's down. Stands on top of the assassin. Referee's just about with it. One. Two. No, no. Fabs win, Fabs win. Referee. Holding his leg wasn't quite with it, so I don't know what's going to happen here. The referee holds the arm up with the assassin. Referee hold, is holding up the arm of the assassin. What's going on here? Referee Jerry Calhoun raises the hand of the assassin. 
and reward well, you saw what happened there. Stan got the pin, but then the assassin's hands were raised. Due to all the confusion, the belts have been held up. But it'll be decided in a match in which there must be a winner Monday night with the World Tag Team titles on the line. So that is coming up. Tell you what, let's uh, take just a moment here and uh, maybe we can get uh, Hart and the Assassins in here for a comment or two about that. Can you believe? Uh, this is tremendous. Go on. What were you going to say? Were you going to say something? There must be a winner that's in that right. match. We and want a winner, baby. Hair versus mask. We don't care. That's great. Anything else you want to add? Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say? No time limit. No stupid. We know what case, we're talking about. Right. Let me tell you something, baby. That's right. There's got to be a winner. You know, the referees, they, they, they cost us the titles before. The Eddie Marlins cost us the titles. But this right here, I promise you, baby, there's no way we're going to lose this match. Can you believe? Mask <laughs> against hair. No time limit. No stop in the match. No disqualification. Everything goes. You know, I don't believe the fabulous ones really, really believe what they've gotten themselves into. Can you believe this, man? Know. No time limit. That means if the match goes five minutes, right. 30 minutes, right. an hour, it can go all night long, all but night. it doesn't it stop till one man's shoulders are pinned. One, two, three. And then there's no Everybody stopping the match. Jimmy Hart can bring my cane back out. I can bring my cane. I can bring chains. We can load up with a kitchen anything sink, we baby. Want, baby. We can break anything. a nose or knock an eye out or do anything we want to do, baby. Anything we want to do. And there is no stopping the match until a man is pinned one two three and last but not least no disqualification you know i've got a whole first family standing in the back back there's going to be watching this yeah. match we can bring people in we can bring them out eddie marlin can't do anything about it the referees can't do anything about it so like i said fabulous ones do you realize what you've gotten yourself into you know superstars the fabulous ones you know all the little girls love the fabulous ones over there all the big fat pimply faced girls that are yelling right now love these guys well, let me ask you, will you love them when they're bald-headed? Will you still stand by them with their head shaved? You know, once there was the monkeys and beetles and David Cassidy and all the people screamed over them, but when they dropped off that TV, baby, they were dead, and that's exactly what's going to happen. Give me that picture. Give me that picture. You know, I've got a little picture right here uh, of the fabulous ones that I want to show. Now, you know, a lot of people think that Lawler's a great artist. Well, let me tell you something, Lawler. I know people myself. In Evansville, Indiana, a friend of mine drew this for me, but the only difference in your drawing and his, he didn't draw his in Crayola like you draw your artwork. <laughs> he didn't put his in a magic marker. But look, this is before and you've heard of after, right? Well, baby, this is the fabulous ones when they go to the ring, but this is going to be the way they look when they come out of the <laughs> ring, baby. Look at that. Look at it. <laughs> Ball-headed. Will you people be behind them? Will you people stay behind them? I'll tell you that. No. Like I said, this is going to be the greatest night of my life. No time limit. No disqualification. Everything goes, baby. The Assassin's the greatest team in the world today, baby. Woo! Our World Tag Team titles will be on the line. Steve. And Stan. Gentlemen, welcome. You are involved in some kind of battle for those uh, belt for the uh, titles. I don't think I've ever seen uh, Hart's men more fired up, more pepped up uh, than I've seen today. I think, uh, and plus, after seeing those pictures, uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, I didn't look too good, bud. <laughs> I definitely don't look like that. Well, you know, let me take it here, Dave. You know, 
parts come out and he's done everything in the world to try to get rid of the fabulous ones. He's brought in every team he can find. He's gone and searched all over the country. He brought the assassins in with the world titles and he says, well, these two guys will get rid of the fabulous ones that Jackie Fargo put together. It didn't happen. It still hasn't happened. We're not going anywhere. We've put our hair on the line one other time since we've been in this area. And a lot of people out there are thinking, well, that's pretty light, putting your hair on the line. There's no money involved. Well, let me tell you something. We know how much money's involved. We don't want to be bald, and we don't want to get our heads shaved in front of all these people that have supported us all along. So I'll tell you this, Hart. We've faced you with every kind of stipulation possible. We know that it's no disqualification. We know that it's no time limit. We know you've got the whole first family, but the fabulous ones don't stand alone. We don't stand alone in the back, and we, we've got friends. We've got Jerry Lawler standing back there. We've got Bobby Eaton. We've got Tommy Pritchard. We've got a whole army standing back there. And if you think they're going to stand there and watch you get us and get us where we're down and get our heads shaved, you're sadly mistaken. So you can just flag that whole idea, Pencil Neck, because we're coming in, and the only thing we've got in mind is walking out with the world titles that we won last week right in the middle of the ring, which everybody saw, and we're going to leave you without masks. We're going to leave you with the faces just to show everybody because at the end of the assassins is near and we're the ones that are going to put you in the end. The era of the assassins and the mask is over. All right, you know, so. we don't come out here, David, make idle promises. Matter of fact, we've only made one or two promises to the people before. But let me tell you this, Hart, and everybody watching me right now or they can hear the sound of my voice. This is a big match for us. It's probably the biggest match we've ever been in because... The whole idea, the whole Fabulous Ones concept is at stake here. If we get our heads shaved, it's all over. We'll be gone. We might come back someday, but if it happens, it's going to be all over for us. But Hart, as God is my witness, it won't happen. And those people are going to see those guys' faces. Believe that. Those hoods are going to come off because there's no way in Hades that we're going to get our heads shaved, baby. And you can take that to the bank, Hart. Fabulous one. Then the match in which there must be a winner to determine the world tag team champions. I'm sure we'll probably see the ramifications of that match in the next part. But I believe that is the last time we will see the Assassins here on the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. I may be wrong. I've been wrong before. But I believe that is the last time we will see the Assassins. So next up, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be watching the 12th of November. But before we get there, let's just have a quick look to see what's happened in between on the 6th of november 1983 georgia championship wrestling holds a show at the omni down there in uh, hotlanta ga jake roberts defeats ronnie garvin to win the national television title the road warriors battle brett wayne sawyer and dusty Rhodes to a double disqualification tommy rich defeats ted DiBiase by disqualification jimmy valiant defeats the great kabuki buzz sawyer battled abdullah the butcher to a double dq 7th of november super olympia Unmasks Mr. Olympia in a match in Birmingham, Alabama, Super Olympia being Arn Anderson. Also on the 7th, Bill Dundee defeats Tommy, Ridges, Tommy Rogers for the U.S. Junior title at the Mid-South Coliseum. Also on the match, the Fabulous Ones defeat the Assassins for the held-up CWA Tag Team titles and to win the Masks of the Assassins. Attendance? 4,605. On the 11th in Denver, Colorado, a Andre the Giant battle defeated AWA World Champion Nick Bockwinkle by disqualification. And finally, on the 12th, World Class Wrestling Television, a lengthy mid-show sit-down interview with Fritz von Erich, 
Kerry Von Erich presents a ring jacket to Mike Von Erich, who is also who is about to debut. Michael Hayes comes out and taunts a nervous Mike Von Erich. Hayes tears up the jacket and Mike attacks Hayes. This leads to a brawl between Mike and Kerry and Michael Hayes and Buddy Roberts. This leads to a loser leaves town match challenge between Michael Hayes and Kerry Von Erich. The main event of the show is Kerry and Kevin versus Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy in a country whipper match. Kevin and Kerry win by disqualification due to Kevin being thrown over the top rope. David Von Erich is not on the show, nor even mentioned. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this part of history. We will now rejoin the gang and see what happens on the 12th of November, 1983. Please enjoy. I'll tell you, uh, there was an interesting match that took place uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, at the Mid-South Coliseum there. Randy Hales uh, doing the commentary on it. This was about where Lawler, Idol, and Mantell were involved in an explosive match, and uh, they were going against the Moondogs and uh, Man Mountain Link. And that explosive match, of course, is where falls take place anywhere they get together. And let me tell you, uh, Lawler, Idol, and Mantell still looking for that crew. Let's take a look at some of the action right here. A link is down on the floor. The big Moondog grabs a hold of a chair. So we're seeing uh, six-man tag again, this time a Fool's Count Anima match. Dutch Mantel, Jerry Lawler, Austin Idol versus the Moondogs, Man Mountain Link. Dutch Mantel's got a chair, Austin Idol's got a wooden cane, wailing away on Man Mountain Link. Dutch Mantel's wailing away on one of the Moondogs with the chair. Jerry Lawler's got the other Moondog on the outside. Jerry Calhoun just sort of wandering around the ring, considering this is a Fool's Count Anywhere match. Man Mountain Link now rolls back into the ring. Idol's still got that wooden cane. Oh, six men brawling here. There's a fan in front of the camera. <laughs> Randy Howell's on the call. Obviously, uh, Lance had a length of uh, absence. Probably a holiday, a nice holiday with the kids or something, maybe. The end of November, end of October, early November. Moondog's now got a uh, couple of those metal bollards that hold the rope up around the ringside area. Whew. Idle now punched to the outside by Man Man and Link. Jimmy Out's out there choking on Austin Idle. This is a 4-1-3 match in some, some points, but anything goes force count anywhere here. Watch it. Oh, Austin Idol goes headfirst into the uh, thick table. That ain't, no, that ain't no Spanish table, brother. That's a Memphis table. That is big, thick, and unbreakable. Oh, Moondog throws Idol headfirst again into, the, into this table. Dog stole. Looks like about everybody's bleeding. There goes the table. Moondog sends Lawler into it. They broke it. Never in my life have I seen such absolute... Randy Hale's doing a great job here, keeping up to date with uh, what's happening here, keeping up on top of the action, because it is fast and furious, hard and heavy, all over the ring, all over the ringside area. It ain't no tubelo... It ain't no Chippewa concession stand brawl, but it's a hell of a brawl here in Memphis. Moondog's now wailing away on Austin Idol. Oh, double knock and knock and there by uh, Austin. 
Man Matt and Link and Jerry Lawler on the outside. Dutch and Idle and the Moondogs inside. Oh, good lord, Jerry Lawler on fire, holy shit. Dutch Man, sorry, Lawler just threw fire in the face of Man Matt and Link. Referee's calling for the bell. Referee's had enough. Jerry Lawler is a man possessed. Just running around the ring, beating the shit out of the Moondogs. Man, man, Link is out of action on the outside. That fire lingered on his head. Oh, oh six men, I think, are bleeding. This is absolute chaos, and the referee has rung the bell. Get rid of the Moondogs of Link. Well, let me tell you, that uh, team of Lawler, Idle, and Mantell still looking for some of that Moondog and Link. They were really ready. Tell you what, there was another match that occurred at the Memphis Mid-South Coliseum. This one for the uh, Southern Tag Titles, Bruce Brothers against the Rock and Roll Express. Mm -hmm. One of those where there was uh, an unfortunate attack on the referee. And here's what happened in that one. Oh, yeah. Let's look. So that's the footage of Rock and Roll versus Bruce Brothers. Ricky in there with uh, Dream Machine. Dave's on, the, uh, Dave's on the call here. Dave's in the Coliseum for a change. Irish Ripner by Dream. Ducks over, head leapfrog by Ricky. Oh. Hooking clothesline by Dream Machine. In comes Porkchop Cash. See, we are clipped. Oh, Porkchop Cash with the knee at the side of the head of Ricky Morton. That mullet's starting to grow a bit. It's getting, uh, getting a bit more uh, mulletation here by Ricky Morton. Fighting off Porkchop Cash, fighting off Dream Machine, and runs over and tags in Robert. Robert's in there like a house of fire. Knocking down Cash, knocking down Dream. Punching and kicking his way. All four men now in the ring by the looks of it. Paul Morton trying to uh, get the action back to one-on-one. -on -one. Slammed by Porkchop Cash. Porkchop Cash going up to the second rope on the inside. No, top rope. Porkchop Cash on the top rope. Porkchop Rock on the top rope. What's he going to do here? Turns around. And... Oh, misses an elbow. Ricky Morton got out of the way. Pull two, three. Rock and Roll Express win. Rock and Roll Express win. Brand new AWA Southern Tag Team Champions, the Rock and Roll Express. Their first titles. Girls are going bananas at ringside. Oh no, oh no. Oh! Jimmy Hart not happy with what the referee did, and now the Bruce Brothers are brutally attacking Paul Morton. Paul Morton, the father of Ricky Morton. Pucks up Cash holding him, and. Oh, Dream Machine drops the legs. Paul Morton just laying there. Good lord. Motionless. Push. Pucks up Cash from the top rope. Here comes Ricky. Ricky coming to clear the house. Clear house. Clear house. Ricky Morton. Absolutely devastated here. What's happened to his dad? Holy moly. Robert's there as well. Ricky's not. Paul's not moved. Looking around now, dragging him out to the outside. Trying to get him some help. Eddie Marlin's there. Get a stretcher or something. No, Ricky's Ricky's uh, picking up his dad now in his arms. Ricky's got his dad in his arms, and they're going to take him to the back. Ricky's taking his dad to the back. Holy moly, what scenes! A pretty, I think it's a pretty sad example of it. And I tell you one thing: you can't be as happy as the uh, happiest day of your life because Eddie Marlin took the appropriate action. 
in addition to the substantial fine. I what you guys are doing. He suspended you, and there wouldn't be wrestling if the Rock and Roll Express hadn't have asked him to at least remove the thing so they could get back in a ring with him. No, I think you hit it on the head, baby. You said it wouldn't be wrestling. It wouldn't be wrestling if Jimmy Hart and the Bruise Brothers wasn't here, baby. That's what it's all about right there. Let me tell you something. You're going to be sorry that you gave us that shot, baby. You're going to be sorry that you talked poor Eddie Marlin out of that suspension, baby, because I'm going to tell you what, you're going to wind up right by your old man right up there. You saw the film. Now, I want you to sit out here and tell me and these people that you not see that the legal man in the ring up, was man. who? Tell me who the legal man was. Let's tell me. No, don't listen to me. Who no was the legal man? For these guys jumping on a referee Robert, Robert Gibson was the legal man. His daddy, Rick Morton's daddy, turned right around and gave his son the match. You saw it, I saw it, and the people saw it. I am tired of being pushed around. I am tired of everybody doing anything they want to do the the family and from now we're taking our own action is that right dream That's machine right, baby get two more beds right in that room with you old man morton because robert gibson and, and ricky morton you're gonna be laying right there beside your daddy yeah, boy and your mammy might be in there through because the bruce brothers new and improved pork chop cash dream machine baby we are moving and grooving baby Ooh. and we're gonna drop you punk uh, i'll tell you about it family member what do you mean outstanding yeah. we are the greatest we are the greatest tag team that ever hit Tennessee, and we're going to prove it to these people right here. Ricky Martin, you know that thing? Your daddy shouldn't be in the ring no way. You know everybody running around talking about, hey, you hit Ricky Martin daddy. If I had to hit Ricky Martin daddy, I might have knocked him in the next week. It might have had a funeral and still a bed for a hospital. Ricky like Martin, said, baby. let me tell you one thing. You may end up right next to your daddy, brother. He will. Let me say, for now, baby, it. we're taking matters in our own hands. Come on, Bruce. That's Potter. it. Fine. Well, why don't you take them in your own hands and get out the door? That's what I'd like to see. We're going to take time. I will be back in just a moment. Well, after the uh, sterling example of sportsmanship the family showed in regards to Paul Morton, we had some comments from the R&R &R as they uh, went to visit Paul Morton, uh, Ricky's dad, in the hospital. We're sitting here in the hospital room with referee Paul Morton, which a lot of people don't know, but a lot of the fans do know that Paul Morton, he's my father. And over the past couple of years, as long as I've been wrestling, you know, he's never, when I was in the ring, he never gave me nothing, brother. Everything that I got in that ring for, I had to work for, that was for anybody. He never gave us nothing, brother, but we won the titles. And after winning the titles, we were so excited, but we went running back to the dressing room, hollering at the fans, man, because, you know, it just gave us a thrill that we've been working for so long and so hard. And after getting the back, the people were hollering and some of the hollering that the jumps are dead out in the ring. And man, you know, it was just something that come over me. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. So I went running back out, went to the ring, and I seen it. It wasn't just the Bruise Brothers and Jimmy Hart that makes me want to get back at them. It's not even the titles. You can throw the titles out the window, brother, because that don't matter to us anymore. What matters to us is Troy Graham and you, Port Chop Cash. It's what you've done. What you've done, you put, you cracked my father. Three of his ribs, man. What are you wanting? I mean, what are you guys after? Are you crazy or something, brother? But I'm going to show you. You're going to see the new Rock and Roll Express, baby. Because we come out there, man, and we try to get along. We try to do everything. We try to go by the book. But you can throw the book out the window, baby because the Rock and Roll Express is coming back. And we're not going down, maybe, because we got a lot on our mind. And I know the only way to get through the masters is go through the dogs, brother. And we don't care. Bring them all one by one. But we're going to get you. 
Sooner or later, brother, we're going to get you. The Rock and Roll Express is going to be around for a long time. And so is my dad, baby, because he's got more guts and more pride in his little finger than you got in your whole body, Jack. And when we come back, when you meet us again, you're going to realize who is the best. And I'm talking about the Rock and Roll Express, baby. to see Jerry the King Lawler in action but before we get him in action inside the ring we're going to get him right over here to the microphone and here he is the King Jerry thank you Lance wow. you're loaded you got your crown in one hand some magazines I brought here. along a couple of wrestling magazines I just there's just something in these magazines that I would like to talk about for just a second uh, I think you realize for the past few months that uh, there's been a lot of tag team action in this area. Of course, you know, with the, uh, with the fabulous ones coming in the area, the Rock and Roll Express coming in the area, two of the top tag teams in the world today, uh, that created a lot of interest on tag team wrestling. That made a lot of the uh, other top tag teams, like the Assassins, Bruce Brothers, from all around the country want to come into this area. And, and with that emphasis on tag team wrestling, I was forced into a lot of tag matches, as uh, you saw earlier on the thing. Now, don't get me wrong, I enjoy tag team wrestling, but I feel like I am better and I am predominantly a single wrestler. As you know, it's been my... True. Thank you. Like <laughs> some of the other people agree also. Yeah, it's been my, it's been my ambition ever since I uh, became a professional wrestler to try and many, uh, you know, I've had several opportunities and uh, uh, to try and get that world title. And I want it back. Uh, you know, I've had, a, uh, I've had it from Nick Bockwinkel and I want it back. And uh, you're not going to win the world title as long as you're wrestling in tag team matches. True. I just brought along these magazines. Um, I, I don't know if you can see right here. This is, this is from summer of 83. This is this past summer. And uh, this, these are their PWI. He's holding up the PWI. Association. Champion is Nick Bockwinkle. Now, who right there under Hulk Hogan, who is the number one contender, was listed as the number two contender? Jerry Lawler. That's right. From Memphis, Tennessee, Jerry Lawler. Now, uh, as I said, that was from summer of 83. This is the new edition, uh, matter of fact, December of 83, that has just come out. And, uh, well, here, a, a little bit different format, but as you can see, here are the AWA ratings. Nick Bockwinkle is still the world champion, and there are the top ten contenders. But I don't happen to see my name anywhere, do you? Well, in all dead honesty, no, sir. Uh, recognize Wahoo McDaniel and... Hulk Hogan, Jesse, Jesse, Ventura. Jesse Ventura. Yeah, Jesse Ventura is in there in number eight. Ken, Ken Patera. But I do not, in fact, see Jerry Lawler's name. Well, what that means is that because of the tag team wrestling, I think it, it tells right here, you know, how they compile these ratings. Ratings are based on a won and lost record for the past month, quality of opposition, and the inherent skills of each wrestler. Uh, because of the opposition and the type of matches, you know, when you win a tag match, that doesn't go down in your own column as a as a win. You know, I mean, it goes in the column as a win for you and your partner. That's exactly right. And so what has happened is the past month being involved in the different tag matches, I've dropped completely out of the title contention picture. And all I'm saying is that starting after this week, I am going to get back in the title contention picture. I am going to beat each and every individual that they can line up. I would love, I would, I'm going to talk to Eddie Marr and I would love nothing better than for him to line up each and every one of those top ten contenders and bring them right into this area. And, buddy, I'll put them right on their rear ends in that ring because I'm going to get a shot at Nick Bockwinkle. Love to see it. That's all right. I'm going to get a shot at Nick Bockwinkle, and I'm going to get that world championship title back around my waist, and I'm going to start it right away, Lance. Okay, uh, Jerry, we're glad to hear you talking in that direction. Uh, 
Not that I don't enjoy watching you in tag thing, but I think, as you said, you essentially are a single wrestler. Jerry, a wrestler. Jerry is in the ring now. And speaking of single wrestlers, we're starting out right now with a single match. As uh, Jerry does not have one of the uh, top ten listed in the magazine as his opposition today, but he does, in fact, have uh, opposition. We're waiting now for referee Jerry Calhoun and Dave, the official introduction. One fall, ten-minute time limit, 215 pounds out of Humboldt, Tennessee, Jeff Griggs. And going against from 200, uh, from Memphis, Tennessee, at 232 pounds, the King, Jerry Lawler. This match, one fall, ten-minute time limit, Jerry Calhoun, the referee. Bell time. Jeff Griggs versus Jerry the King Lawler, one-on-one. -on -one. Jeff Griggs wearing uh, black and red trousers, black boots. Jerry Lola wearing black and red singlet, white boots, green ropes, blue canvas. And really Jeff Griggs is very apprehensive about tying up, but calling it up. Jeff Griggs pushes Lola into the corner. Oh, forearm smash. No sell by Lola. Forearm smash by Lola. Griggs goes down. One, two, three. <laughs> the winner of the match, Jerry Lola. <laughs> 31 seconds into the match, it's all over. And the King has an easy victory here today. Boy, he rattled him with that right hand that has busted ribs, jaws, and many other bones, the structures of the human anatomy. And by golly, he got Griggs right on it. One, two, three, and that was it. What was the time, Dave? 31 seconds. 31 oh. seconds. Hey, short match. Let's go right on into our next one, because that was so short. Uh, 31 second, yeah, Bill Dundee will be in the next bout coming up who, here. Yes, who, Billy. Who is he trying to kidnap? He's out here and he beats some jabroni's brains and it don't mean nothing. But isn't it terrible when some athlete, whether it be a boxer or a wrestler, is always looking back into yesterday's. Little Roberto Duran did it. He said, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to beat Marvis Marvin Hagler, my man. He couldn't do it. Jerry Lawler, you've had umpteen shots at world title matches, and you couldn't do it. But they always bring the books out and they say, look, Lance Russell, Roberto Roran did it. He said, look at this. I was a great fighter one time. Jerry Lawler was doing it. He said, I was a great wrestler one time. There's my name. But it ain't here today, brother. Lawler, you're like Duran. You're washed up, Jack. If you want a nice match, come on back out here, and I'll beat your brains in right now. How long did it take for him to beat that? 31 seconds. All right, don't go away, because I'm going to kill this clan in less, brother. Bill Dundee, who heads for the ring now, as he will be going against Don Donovan. Dave, you want to catch the introduction? Well, Don Donovan weighs in at 223 pounds from Memphis, Tennessee. Bill Dundee at 224 pounds from Australia. This will be a one-fall, ten-minute time limit match with Jerry Calhoun, the referee. Hey, Billy comes off with a jacket. J Billy says, wait a minute, let me get the jackets off. And, uh... Bill Dundee versus Don Donovan. Don Donovan, black trunks, black boots, going against uh, Bill Dundee, light blue. One, two, three. Winner of the match, Bill Dundee. <laughs> with a right fist. Nailed him with a right hand and dropped him. Hello, right. Mr. Russell. Hello, Mr. Russell. Wait just a minute. 6.4 seconds. 6.4 seconds. No question uh, about the speed of it, Bill, but... There's no question also that you put your hand out there to shake hands with him and then busted the kid right in the mouth. Well, that was two quick ones, Dave. We, uh, we ended up with two of them, and neither one of them, one of the pair together, didn't go a full minute. 
We'll take time out, and we'll be back with more action and a whole lot longer. You can bet on that in just a moment. So have Jimmy Hart out here one more time. I gotta tell you. Let me tell you something, yes, man. You saw just what happened. When you lose a team like the Assassins, man, they're irreplaceable because they were the greatest team in the history of professional wrestling in this area or any other area. But what I had to do, it cost me a lot of money when I lost the Assassins. It spent a lot of money having to call all over the world trying to bring new wrestlers in here, somebody that could even tie the boots of the Assassins. But I have found it. I've found a team now that I predict We'll win those World Tag Team Trophies back for Jimmy Hart. And we'll one day be the greatest team in the history of professional wrestling. And I'm going to bring them in to you right now. The A-Team of professional wrestling. Come on, A-Team. Come on. Well, okay, Jimmy. This is the A-Team. Over 700 pounds, baby. 700 pounds. And like I said, they will win me those World Tag Team Trophies back before it's all over with. And I'm going to show you exactly what we're going to start doing to everybody around this area. Come on, A-Team. Let's show them what we're going to do, baby. Well, they're heading to the ring right now with Jimmy Hart uh, cheering them on. And Hart, you know, I know that he thinks... Uh, Jimmy Hart's got a uh, brand new team here. The A-Team. Camouflage. The <laughs> Lance is basically calling out and going, they are the, they are the assassins. They won a match with uh, Plowboy Fraser and somebody else, but I'm not entirely sure. I guess they won, but they are the A-team. But uh, so Lance has said they are basically the assassins who are at their master. They've just got camouflage face paint on, so you'd, you'd never know who they are. Some more. You know, all my men have something they want to say. You know, Jimmy Cornett's been flying all over the country, bringing new and bigger and better people in all the time. But I want you to talk to the Russian invader. The grappler's back with us, Condry Austin, because they've got something they want to say. Come here, Russian. Russian invader don't need no partners. I can take 15 guys, 10 guys in one time. I can beat them all. Bring the Jerry Lauro, bring everybody here. That's the only time Jerry Lauro might get a chance to do something to me if he got 20 guys in the ring. I don't need anybody. I can go out there by myself and beat them all. Okay. Be my partner. We're the greatest team that ever hit this earth. Excellent team. No now question I'm by myself, brother, and I'm better than ever. But don't let nobody out there get any silly ideas in their head like maybe the grapper number one ain't as good if he hadn't got his partner watching his back. Maybe he hadn't got as much confidence. But brother, if you think that you're dead wrong, I got all the confidence I need. This is a word of advice to all those nobodies out there, and I'm trying to be somebody's, and I'm talking about Lawler and Austin Idol and all the big names, brother. I'm going to start the bottom, and I'm going to work my way to the top, and I'm going to run through everybody just like me and my partner did. I ain't looking for no friends. I ain't looking for no favors. I'm looking for competition. Bring it on. The grappler's ready for it. Okay, that's what the grappler has to say, and I guess we've got Norvell and Dennis with some comments or two. That's right. We all got something to say. Now, you know where I'm from, don't you, Lance Russell? Oh, yeah. That's right. And we bad when you're from Hollywood in Memphis, Tennessee. You know you're bad because to live in them kind of places, baby, it's nothing but poverty. It's ghetto time. And every man fight for itself. And I was raised out there, and I'm mighty bad. And I'm saying this to say this, boys. Anybody, Lance Russell, you better go tell them. Anybody that want to pull our strings, baby, and get our attention, come on, because we ain't taking no backseat to nobody. 
Okay, Norman. Will you pass that along? I hear it. I'll pass it along. It's already been passed along. Lover boy, Dennis Condry. You know, Lance Russell, I want you to do what everybody else is doing. I want you to take a good long look at the lover boy. You don't see no belts around my waist. You don't see no trophies standing out here in front of me. So it means if I don't have anything, I ain't got nothing to lose. So what I'm saying to you, Lance Russell, I'm going to start being recognized around here. I'm going to start beating up on people. I'm going to start kicking booty and taking names. And I'm going to win me some titles because I am great. I know I'm great. And you know I'm great, Lance Russell. And let me say this, baby. I'm going to give it a few more days, boys, and I want some title matches or I'm going to start hurting people. That's it. You hear it from Dennis Condry, and I will say there. If it weren't for his particular style of wrestling, he would be an admired one, a rugged athlete, no question about that. Well, we heard a little uh, self-back patting from all of the... Uh, um, we got a whole lot of new action coming out of the first family. You haven't heard it all. You might have seen it, but you haven't heard it all. We brought the whole first family back. Come here, guys. Come yeah, here. I know. Well, we already, talk, we already talked to him, Jimmy. Well, we we're, talk we're out of time right now. Come on, Dennis. Tell him what's going on. Lance Russell, baby, you are looking at the biggest, strongest first family in professional wrestling today. Thanks to our greatest manager, Jimmy Hart. Okay, Dennis. Thank you for dropping by. For Dave Brown, this is Lance Russell, and we'll see you next week. Until then, bye-bye, everybody. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. We've just watched the 5th and 12th of November, 1983. Hopefully you've enjoyed. It went by quickly, as always. So we've got a few matches in there, a few clips of matches, and we're building up stuff. But next week, we're going to be covering the 19th of November and the 17th of December. There's a big gap in there. Uh, we're going to try our best to keep you up to date with what's happened in Memphis in that gap, as well as all rest around the rest of the wrestling world, like we do. But thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for continued support. Please do not forget to follow us on Twitter, at MemphisCast. Don't forget to follow us on the Place to Be Wrestling Network as you are listening to that. And also, don't forget, coming soon, the 25th of November, we will be joining the WrestleCopia Network. You can follow the networks on Twitter, uh, at PTBN Wrestling, at WrestleCopia. Also, our sister f- network, the North-South Connection, at No 